This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, the title of this uh, message today is Receive the Heavenly Gift. Amen? And uh, let's go to Isaiah 9-6. This is a classic scripture. Um, and, you know, Jesus is, is, you know, the foundation of Christianity. And really, Jesus is all through the entire book of the Bible. And if you can study it from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation, Jesus is in there. Amen. And in Isaiah, and this is 700 years before Jesus came on the scene, um, uh, Isaiah is prophesying. And he says here in Isaiah 9, 6, says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder. I love that because, you know, right now we need to pray for our government. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, pretty soon uh, Jesus is going to be ruling and reigning, and it's going to be perfect liberty. It's going to be perfect righteousness in the land. But right now, sometimes government can be a little crooked. Has anybody ever found that out? Amen. And, but thank God that the government is going to be on Jesus' shoulders. Glory to God. And I love this. It says, and his name, talking about Jesus, will be called Wonderful. Can somebody say Wonderful? wonderful. Amen. And, uh, and, and Counselor, and Mighty God, and Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. I love that because, you know, Jesus is called wonderful, but he's full of wonder. In other words, Jesus is doing wonders today. Amen. You believe that today? You know, back when Jesus was walking on the earth, Jesus did miracles and he set people free. But my Bible says he's the same. How many people know that Jesus is the same? Yesterday, today, and forever. If he did miracles back then, he's doing miracles today. Amen. But I want to focus on something here. It says here in Isaiah 9, 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. So, so Jesus, uh, you know, before he was even born uh, here on earth, he, he is the son of God. And he always was and he always existed with the heavenly father. So we need to, you need to realize that, that Jesus is not, wasn't created by God. Jesus is God in the flesh. Amen. And so Jesus is the son. And so I love John 3, 16, because we want to focus on Jesus this morning and that he is our heavenly gift. But John 3, 16 is, is really awesome. And it's one of my favorite scriptures. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So this morning, if you have Jesus, you have everlasting life. In other words, you need to get excited about that. You have, you know, not, not only do you have everlasting life, but you have the abundant life. And, and you might say, I beg to differ, Pastor. But listen, it doesn't go by how you feel or what you're going through or the circumstances that you're dealing with. You have eternal life and you have abundant life. Amen. Can, can you say that out loud? God has given me eternal life through his son. Amen. 
I love that. And I love what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. So eternal life belongs to us because we have Jesus on the inside of us. Amen. And so Jesus is eternal life manifested. Do you believe that today? Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says it this way. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not of works lest anyone should boast. So Jesus is, is God's gift to mankind. Amen. So, so, so Jesus is the uh, what I call in Hebrews 6, 4. He's called the heavenly gift. Amen. Isn't that awesome? So, so we need to recognize Jesus, you know, not just during Christmas time and, you know, Christ's mess. We focus on Jesus during Christmas, but Jesus should be focused on every day of our lives. I was, uh, yesterday I was in the gym and I was working out because I'm trying to stay, you know, in shape. And I got another birthday coming up. I don't like birthdays, but, uh, I got another birthday coming. I'm getting a little older. Anybody getting a little older out here? Amen. But you know what? Even though you're getting a little older, the Bible says your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. And so I'm just trying the same shape. But I was, I was in the, um, uh, what was it, the sauna. And, uh, just, and I was by myself. There was nobody there. And I was praying in the, in the Holy Spirit. I was praying out loud because nobody was in there. And all of a sudden, this guy comes in, and he heard me praying. <laughs> and I, he was a believer. And he said, you don't need to stop praying. And he, and, he, and he knew about the Holy Spirit, and we started talking about the Lord and all that. I was a little embarrassed because he heard me praying. And he said, you can keep going. And, and knowing, you know, your prayer language is a private language, that you, you know, between you and God uh, during your, your prayer time. And uh, we started talking about the Lord and and then all of a sudden, while we were talking, another guy came in, and he heard us talking about the Lord, and he started asking us questions, and we were able to minister to him, you know, the goodness of God. Amen. And I'm going to say this. If you're, if you're walking out your faith, your faith should speak. Your faith should always be talking. And it should be always in a place where, you know, it should be shining. We should be shining for God every day. Do you believe that today? So we, we need to shine for God because why? Because we have the heavenly gift. Amen. 2 Corinthians 9. See, listen, you don't wait to get to heaven to get happy. I'm going to say that again. Don't get excited. Well, don't, don't just focus on when I get to heaven, then that's when everything's going to be great. No, no, no. Everything can be great today. Why? Because you have the heavenly gift. You have Jesus on the inside of you. And Jesus is the one that gives us the peace that surpasses all understanding. You believe that today? And so I love 2 Corinthians 9, 15. It says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. I love that. Uh, in other words, his gift is so indescribable. Why? Because G wrapped up in Jesus is all the heavenly blessings that we can walk in. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? 2 Corinthians 9.15, the Amplified says this way. Now thanks be to God for his gift, his pre precious beyond telling, his indescribable, inexpressible, 
free gift. Glory to God. So, 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 you know, this is the season where we're giving gifts and receiving gifts. Amen? How many people are done with your Christmas shopping? Hopefully you're, you're not shopping on Christmas Eve. Any Christmas Eve shoppers out here? Sometimes I'm running out on Christmas Eve trying to find something. Amen? And uh, no Christmas Eve shoppers? We've got a couple. <laughs> Sometimes you get the best deals on Christmas Eve, right? And, uh, but, but, you know, this is a time of year where we're giving gifts and that, and that we're receiving gifts. And, you know, I'm going to say this. If we're going to walk in the grace and the blessings of God, I'm not just talking about during Christmas time. I'm talking about all year round. We have to learn to be good receivers. How many people are good receivers out here? Because sometimes, you know, you, you hear some people say, I'm, I'm really good at giving things to people, but I'm really bad at receiving. I, you know, I, I don't, I, I have a hard time receiving something from somebody. And, and you know, that, that, I understand that, you know, but, but if you're going to be a good giver, you're going to have to be a great receiver. I'm going to say again, you're going to have to learn to receive what God has for us. And God has more, so much more. Yes, he has salvation. He has heaven. Heaven's going to be our home one of these days. But he has more for, for us uh, uh, in his heavenly plan. Do you believe that today? So we, we have to learn to be uh, a great receivers. And so we need to get a revelation that Jesus redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. We got to get a revelation that, that, that our problems and our issues that we're dealing with, that Jesus already took care of that on the cross. I love what it says in, Peter, in 1 Peter 2, 1, 18 through 19. It says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. So listen, you know, our salvation is so much more precious than any natural gift that we can receive during Christmas time. It doesn't matter what, you, even winning the lottery, and I think I've told you this before, when I received Jesus, it was like winning the lottery, but it's, it's better than winning the lottery because the things down here are going to perish, but our eternal life will never perish. It is reserved in heaven, glory to God. And so we have a heavenly gift that keeps on giving. Do you believe that today? And so we got to get a revelation of that. So today I want to talk to you about some gifts that God has given us through Jesus. And one of my favorite uh, scriptures in the Bible is Psalms 103. Let's turn to Psalms 103 this morning. And let's look at this because the Bible is always revealing to us what God wants to give us. And, and, and it's all through the Bible, his, his promises. Somebody says that there's over 7,000 promises in the Bible. Did you know that? Over 7,000 promises. Wow. 
And once you get a hold of these promises and you start standing on some of these, you're going to be able to receive what God wants us to have. You know, like Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it what? More abundantly. I don't know about you, but I want to walk in the abundant life. Nothing broken, nothing missing. So we can walk in that. How? We have to receive it, glory to God. Look at Psalms 103, 2 through 5. And it says here, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So this tells me that God wants us thinking about what he has done for us. He wants us thinking about all the blessings that's wrapped up in Jesus. And I love this. He says here, who forgives some of your iniquities. That's right. Who forgives all of your iniquities. That's good news today. I'm glad that I'm a forgiven person. I'm glad that my sins are forgiven. I'm glad that I have access to the, to the Holy Father through the blood of Jesus. I'm glad I have an audience with God. I'm glad I'm somebody in the kingdom. I'm going to say this. You're not a nobody. You're a somebody in the kingdom of God. Do you believe that today? I love that. I love this what it says in Psalms 103. Drop it down to 12. It connects to who forgives all our iniquities. It says in Psalms 103 verse 12. As far as the east is from the west. So far has he removed our transgressions from us. Think about that. And you might be saying, well, pastor, you know, I, 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 I messed up last week. You know, I failed God. Well, just go to 1 John 1, 9. Confess your sins. And he's faithful and righteous to forgive you of your sins. Glory to God. And to cleanse you from some unrighteous, from all unrighteousness. Say, I'm cleansed today by the blood of the Lamb. That's good news. You've got to get a revelation of this because, listen, you, you have open access to all the blessings of heaven because of Jesus. I'm going to say again, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Number, number two, wrapped up in Jesus, who heals all our diseases. Hallelujah. I love that. You know, in Jesus' sacrifice, not only did he pay our sin debt, but he also paid for what opened the door was, was, was Adam's and Eve's sin and their transgression. And it opened the door for disease and sickness to come into the world system. God never wanted mankind to be sick or diseased. Do you believe that today? But sin opens the door for that. But thank God our sin is taken care of because it's washed by the blood of Jesus. We're redeemed, glory to God. And number two, it it says here, who heals all, not some, all of our diseases. And you might say, well, pastor, how come I'm struggling with something right now? Well, you just got to believe. You got to believe and receive it. And keep speaking health and not speak, don't speak sickness. 
Speak the promises of God's word and not the problem that you're encountering. Keep speaking that. Confess the truth. By Jesus' stripes, you were healed. Receive the truth of his word. Amen? And it says here in Matthew 8, 16 through 17, When evening has come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. This is talking about... Uh, uh, they brought to Jesus many who were demon-possessed. This is Matthew 8, 16 and 17. And it says here, And Jesus, and he, Jesus, cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. Listen to that. He healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. I love this. Because not only does God heals you, God can deliver you. Because there are uh, unclean spirits out here. You know, you're, we're just not in the world. Just because you can't see something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Angels exist. You can't see them at times, but they're moving all around us. Demonic spirits exist. They're around us and we got to shut them down. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we got to get a revelation. And so, so it says Jesus cast out spirits out of those that were bound up. Maybe you have some family members that are bound up in, in, in addictions and, and things like that. Sometimes those are, there are spirits that are, that are driving some of these people, some of our family members, some of our friends, some of our acquaintances to drive them into these areas. But the power of God can set them free. Like I said last week when I was talking about fasting, sometimes we need to pray and fast to see a major breakthrough, not only in our lives, but in the lives of the ones that we love. That's why we're getting ready for a fast, the new, the, the new year. How many people are getting excited about that? We got three. Okay. I thought you were going to be teaching on feasting, Pastor. No, listen, I'm telling you, sometimes when you're not seeing, you know, the power of God moving in a certain area, sometimes you need to put an engine behind your faith. And I believe the engine, the power source is fasting. That means that you're getting earnest. It's the earnest prayer of a righteous man that makes tremendous power available. And we got to get earnest in our, in our faith and in our prayers. You believe that today? I love what it says in 1 Peter 2, 24. Uh, who himself bore our sins on his body on a tree that we, having died to sins, might live to righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Talking about who heals all of our diseases. Uh, number three, listen. Uh, some may say, well, when I get to heaven, I'll be healed. Listen, no, you can get your healing here. You can hit, get your healing today. You can, you, can, you can walk in your healing. God is still working miracles. The same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not a God of I was. He's not a God of I will. He's a God of, of I am. He is whoever you need him to be. Do you believe that today? We just got, say, I believe that. And I love this number three in Psalms 103. It says, who redeems your life from destruction. I love that. 
In other words, God, God, it wrapped up in Jesus, the gift, the heavenly gift. We have divine protection. And I don't know about you, but there's been many times I, got, I could have got hurt in a car accident. But thank God I called on Jesus. Thank God. I, I mean, I could tell you some stories, you know, and some snow stories and, you know, where I, where I slid in the ice and, and when, when the weather wasn't well. And I was driving a really, you know, like a little small sports car at that time. And uh, that was before I was married. I had to get rid of the sports car. But anyway, <laughs> I'm a family man now. I can't have the two-seat sports car anymore. But, um, but uh, I was in that sports car. It was a Miata, you know, the, those Miatas. Mazda Miata. And, uh, and uh, I almost got killed in that car a couple times. But thank God I called on Jesus. And see, I'm telling you, wrapped in this heavenly gift, Jesus, is divine protection. You don't have to fear. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be Thank God we have divine protection. And the enemy, the devil, will try to get us f- fearful and, and nervous and all that. My, my daughter doesn't like it, the, the dark. You know, if I turn the, you know, if we're in the den and I said, we need to get to bed, we need to get to bed. And all I have to do is turn that light and she's running out. <laughs> Amen. And she's running out of that dark room. It, because, you know, she doesn't like the dark. Amen. I'm telling off on her. But she, I'm going I'm to claim that she's bold as a lion. Amen. And so in Isaiah 54, 17, I love this. It says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. This is wrapped up in the heavenly gift. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, saith the Lord. So see, listen, our righteousness does not come from how good we are. It comes from how good Jesus is. I say it again. That's the reason why we can mess up and still good things can still happen in our life. Why? Because God's not looking at our outward performance. He's looking at the inward heart. And, we're, and if our inward heart, if we have a desire to do right, but we can mess up sometimes on the outside, we can get angry, we can miss it, we can, you know, do some things wrong. But God's not so focused on the outside. He's focused on the hidden man of the heart. So he's looking at your heart. Does your heart have a desire to do right? Yes, you, you do have a desire. So, so listen, that's, he, that's the grace that God puts on us. And that's, and that's how his blood works when we have a desire to walk right with him. And then when we know that we mess up, we just fess up and his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. you believe that today? Amen. I love in Psalms 91... Does anybody ever read the Psalms in here? Psalms 91 is the protection psalm. I love Psalms 91. And it says, and I just pulled out a couple verses out of it this morning. It says, Psalms 91, uh, verse 3, he says, Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Glory to God. So, so listen, I'm, listen, yes, the flu might be going around, but I'm not going to catch it. Why is that? Because I'm walking in the law of life in Christ Jesus. And the law of life in Christ Jesus, Romans 8, has set me free from the law of sin and death. And if it comes on me, it's going to have to, if it comes on me quickly, it's going to have to leave me quickly in Jesus' name. 
I mean, I, I, Wednesday, it hit me. I mean, I, 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 Tuesday night, I wasn't feeling well. I was feeling a little nauseous. I mean, all Wednesday, all Wednesday I was almost knocked out. But I was, I was fighting with the Word of God. I was confessing the Word of God. Surely Jesus bore my sicknesses and carried my pains. But I was like this, surely Jesus bore my sicknesses. <laughs> Anybody been there? Surely God help me. You know, you know what I'm saying? And I was fighting it, man. I mean, I wasn't even myself. I wasn't my jovial self. You know, I was, I was, I was dragging, man. But, but, but the following day, I was like golden. It was, it was just, thank God. But, but, you know, some say, well, that could have just, you know, could have been the 24-hour bug. No, listen, it, it might have been a 36-hour bug if I didn't speak the word of God. Are you hear what I'm saying today? Thank God that it was knocked out of me. Amen. So, so, so it says here, surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Verse 5 through 7 says, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the air that flies by day nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. I love that. I mean, that's, this is wrapped up in the promise of Jesus, this indescribable gift that we have divine protection. I'm telling you, you can, you can get out of your house. You don't have to be afraid. Amen. I, I remember hearing a story about this lady. Uh, and this was, um, she, she was a lady that, she was a Jewish lady that lived in Israel. And at, at, uh, at that time, uh, of course, no, no, she was, she lived in England. At that time, this was uh, during the war and where uh, Hitler was, was, was trying to reign over the entire world. And, uh, and England was being bombed and people would go into the shelters and, and she, she started reading in the scriptures where, you know, and she would be nervous at night, you know, because that's when they, they would bomb and stuff. And, uh, and she would go down to the special places, the, uh, the, the, the bomb shelters. But one person said, we haven't seen her in a while. I wonder if she, if she got killed or, and they finally found her in her house. And she said, I'm not going to the shelter anymore. And, and they said, why aren't you going to the shelter? She said, I read in my Bible that, that God watches over me, that he protects me, and I'm just giving it to God. And she was fine. She didn't leave her house. She just trusted God. Can, can I find somebody in the house that trusts God in spite of what it looks like? And we got to just trust God in spite of what it looks like. Because it can look bad, but God. But God can divinely protect us. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Verse 10, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Glory to God. I love it. That's wrapped up in the heavenly gift. We have divine protection. I love uh, what it says here in one, Psalms 103, reading down, it says, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Somebody say, I'm crowned with loving kindness and tender mercies. I love that. So God crowns us with that. Psalms 23, 6 says this way, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love that because goodness and mercy, somebody say goodness and mercy is following me. Amen. Some of you might need to get some pets, maybe get two dogs, call one mercy, call one goodness and let them follow you around. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Get mercy and goodness. What's your dog's name? Mercy and goodness. Come mercy, come goodness. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. He crowns us with love and kindness. And tender mercies. I love verse. Uh, the next verse says. Who satisfies my mouth with good things. So that your youth. Is renewed. Like the eagles. God satisfies our mouth. With good things. In other words. Death and life. Are in the power. Of the tongue. And they that love it. Shall eat. Its fruit. In other words. You're going to eat your words. So, so what we need to have. Is we need to have. Heavenly words. Coming out of our mouth. Psalms 107 verse 2 says it this way. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. We need to, we need to let the redeemed, you know, let the redeemed of the Lord. In other words, we need to say so. I think there's a song. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so. Amen. Anybody remember that song? Okay. Let the redeemed of the Lord. Say I'm redeemed. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Psalms 81.10 says this way. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Open, and open, mouth, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. I love that. In other words, that, that it's, he's saying this to Israel, but he's also saying this to us. That, that, that as we are led by God's Spirit, as we meditate on God's Word, the Holy Spirit will give us scriptures to speak out of our mouths at times when there's pressure all around us. You believe that today? And we need to speak the Word of God regardless of what it looks like. Hebrews 4.16, I love this because this is the key that the Spirit of God will do. Uh, Ephesians 2.18 says, For through him we both have access by one spirit into the Father. You have access to God because of Jesus. You have access and an audience with God. I love that. We have access to God through one spirit to the Father. That's awesome. Listen, you you see this a lot of times. You see a lot of people like celebrities talking about God, right? And they say, man, if it wasn't for God and they focus on God, but you don't hear them talking about Jesus, you ever, you ever notice that some of these actors, they, oh, God is, set, you know, is with me and all that. But I never hear them really talking about Jesus. And really, some of them do. There's one that's talking about Jesus. Thank God. But, but, but if, you, if you're going to talk about God, you need to talk about Jesus. Yes. Amen. Why? If you don't honor the son, you definitely can't honor the father. Amen. And Jesus is the one that sets it straight because God is universal. It could, you could be talking about anybody, any God out there. But when you start talking about Jesus, it, 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 it changes the whole scenery. So when Jesus is, is the center, it changes the whole scenery. And Jesus is the one that gets us access into the throne room of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I love that because in Hebrews 4.16... 
It says here, let us therefore come timidly. Let us come boldly. That's right. Let us come boldly. What? Jesus, the heavenly gifts, gives us the ability to come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. Not because we're so great, not because we've done everything right, not because uh, of our perfection in our flesh. No, because of Jesus and his blood. So we have access to God through Jesus. And it says in Hebrews 4, 16, that we need to come to God boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. Does anybody need any mercy in the house today? Amen. And find grace to help in time of need. Listen, when do you, when do you come boldly when you need God the most? When do you come boldly? When you need a when you need a God touch, when you need God to, to shake up the situation around you. God is awesome. And, and I'm going to say this is that, that God must be received. Listen, listen to what I have to say. In, in John 3, 16, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The whole world's sins are already paid for. Everybody that was ever born, their sins are paid for. Jesus paid for the entire world, all seven billion people. But not everybody is going to go to heaven. Just because it's paid for, it has to be received. Just because something's paid for, you have to receive the gift. Say, I must receive the gift. And so, so God is always, he's trying to get into our lives He's trying to get into your relatives and your family members' lives. And, and how does he do that? Revelation 3.20. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. In other words, what Jesus is saying is, I'm knocking on people's doors of their hearts. And if they will just open the door... If they will just open the door of their heart, Jesus is saying, I'm going to have a party with you. And not only am I going to have a party with you, we're going to live a party life together. Are you talking about, are you hearing what I'm saying today? So Jesus is saying, I'm knocking at the door. And Jesus is knocking on the door of many people's hearts, but they have to be willing to open the door. Amen. I love what it says in Revelation 22:17, And it's, it's a CEB translation. It says, the spirit of the bride says, come, let one who has, let one who hears say, come, and let one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes to receive life, giving water as a gift. So, so here, Jesus in Revelation is saying, the life-giving water is actually Jesus, his son. He is the life-giving water. And God is saying, come. He who, who, who wants to receive it can receive it. In other words, God's not holding this heavenly gift from anybody. For, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? It says that God's not pleased that anybody perish, but he desires that all come to the knowledge of Jesus' son. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So, so God, God had the whole world in mind when, when he sent Jesus, his son, to the cross. Amen. And so we got to learn to receive. Uh, you know, 
the, when Jesus showed up in the, in the scene uh, in, in, and he started ministering the gospel, the Bible says in John 1, 11 through 13, it says he came to his own and his own did not receive him. So, you know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the ones that were supposed to know God, the ones that had the scriptures, the ones that would teach the people, they rejected Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? They, they rejected Jesus. Why? Because he didn't come in the way that they thought he was going to come in. And, and he came as a humble servant. He came, you know, serving and they thought he was going to come a different way and be a different type of person. But no, Jesus is truth and grace personified. He is meek and lowly of heart. And so so they didn't they didn't receive him. But it says here, but keep as we keep reading, but as many as received him, Jesus to them, he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believed in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. See, it doesn't matter how you got here. Maybe, you know, some of us, you know, came through a, a, a family and a mom and dad. All of us came through a mom and dad. But, but, but some of us, you know, maybe not, never knew our dad or, or our mom may have passed away early. Or some of us may be adopted. And, but listen, if you're born of God and you receive Jesus, you, you are picked special from God. Do you believe that today? And it doesn't matter how you grew up or how you have a family in God. This heavenly gift, Jesus, endows you, gives you the, uh, the blessing of a family. When I got saved, I got born again, and that was December 7th, 1986. I know I don't look that old. But in December 7th, 1986, I got saved uh, at an altar. It was at a Sunday night church service. And then I got water baptized, and I came out of that water, and I was looking down at the congregation, and I saw all these people walking in love, hugging each other. They were, they were watching people. They were watching us get water baptized because it was like above the, the, the platform. And, uh, and all I saw was a new family. So in this indescribable heavenly gift, God gives us a new family. Isn't that awesome? And we got to get a revelation of that, of the goodness of God. Now, uh, now I'm, I'm winding up my message here, but there's, there are three reasons why people are hindered from receiving God's blessings. The number one reason why we are hindered from receiving God's blessings. Now, not just receiving Jesus as Lord, but receiving the whole package. Receiving all the benefits that comes from Jesus being our Lord. And one of the reasons why that it's difficult for people to receive is unbelief. Unbelief keeps people from receiving God. Keeps people from receiving Jesus. Unbelief keeps us from from receiving and unwrapping all the blessings that comes through Jesus. And in Mark 6, 5 and 6, it says here... um, that when Jesus was ministering in his hometown, uh, that the people looked at Jesus and, the, and, they, and they were offended with Jesus because they knew how he grew up. It was his hometown. And Jesus was performing many miracles outside of his hometown. 
And it says in Mark 6, 5 and 6, Now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Notice it says, Now he could do no mighty work there. In other words, Jesus was doing mighty works outside of his hometown. He was doing these mighty works, but he couldn't do mighty works in his hometown. Why? Because they were offended with Jesus. And, it, and the Bible says, and Jesus marveled because of their unbelief. Their unbelief. So, the, so it says here, in other words, we tie the hands of God when we, when we deal with unbelief in our life. How, how does that work, Pastor? Well, what happens is we're praying and we're believing God to do something and we're not seeing things change. And then what what tends to happen is the enemy starts working on our mind and says, God's not doing anything in this situation. And what he's trying to do is get some doubt in your faith. And he's trying to get you to doubt that God can do a miracle because you haven't seen too much happen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so he will try to get us to doubt or in doubt is an offspring of unbelief. And if you doubt, you will do without. If you, if you start doubting, if you allow the enemy to get you doubting the goodness of God, to get you doubting God's love for you, to get you doubting, he's going he's to try to sow some unbelief in your system. The Bible talks about those in, in the Old Testament that walked with God, the Israelites, and some of them uh, you know, wanted to go back to Egypt. And, and, uh, and a generation died in the wilderness. And the Bible said that they had an evil heart of unbelief. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We can't allow the devil to get us to have an evil heart of unbelief. In other words, we, we, need a, we, we don't have evil hearts. We have new hearts, praise God. But we don't want to have this attitude that God's not, you know, God's still, that God's not working miracles or he can't do anything with the situation that we're dealing with. Now we know this, that Zechariah, I got to get some Christmas in here. Zechariah uh, was, uh, you know, in the book of Matthew, Zechariah uh, uh, was ministering in the house of the Lord. He, he was a priest and he was ministering. And the Bible says, Zechariah, which was the cousin of Mary, uh, Mary's sister Elizabeth, Zachariah and Elizabeth, they were married. And, 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 and so Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus, was related to Elizabeth and Zachariah. And Zachariah was ministering. And the Bible says that an angel came to Zachariah and said, you know, uh, God has heard your prayers. And he said to Zachariah, God has heard your prayers and you're going to have a son and he's going to be great in the sight of the Lord. And God was doing miracles. But, but you know what? Zechariah, uh, he, he answered the angel the wrong way. And he said, like, how's that going to happen? You know what I'm saying? And he, and he had a heart of unbelief. And the angel said, you don't believe me. I stand, at the, I stand right next to God. I'm giving you a word from you. Listen, don't get don't don't make your angel mad. <laughs> and he said, I stand. This is Gabriel. I mean, he's the he, I mean, Gabriel, man. And uh, 
And these angels are like 10 foot tall. So you don't, you don't, you know, they're, they're like big. You know, I, I've heard all angels are big. And, and he said, I stand at, I stand with God and I'm here to give you this good news. And, and you, and your unbelief, he said, he said, I'm going to, because, you know, Zachariah says, give me a sign or something. I, and the angel said, I'll give you a sign. You're not going to be able to speak until that baby's born. Are you listening? In other words, sometimes I think sometimes when we're believing God, doubt comes in and we start talking other things. I don't know if God's really here with me. I don't know if God's going to really work it out. No, no. God will work out all things for good that, that, that love him and called according to his purpose. God's working out that situation. It doesn't matter what it looks like. He's going to work it out for good. You need to stand on the promise. He's working it out. He's working it out. And Zechariah was like, how is this going to happen? And what happened is he allowed unbelief to come into his system. But by the mercy of God, can somebody say mercy? Even when we might have a little doubt, even though we may have a little unbelief, God still can work through it. You, in other words, just shake it off. Keep believing. You might have a momentarily lapse. Of, your, of, of, of having a good attitude. You might start grumbling, complaining, but shake it off. Say, I'm, 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 not, I'm not going there. I'm going to start. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so we need to get that revelation, unbelief. Number two key that keeps us from receiving the heavenly gift and all the blessings that come with it is pride. Pride. You know, some people say, you know, you know, sometimes I minister to people and some people don't. They they they're doing good as far as they know. And they don't want Jesus in their life. They they are good without Jesus. They 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 in their mind's eye, they think that they're fine without Jesus. And listen, we're bankrupt without Jesus. You might have a little bit of money. You might have your health. You might have some things, but all the stuff that we have here is temporary status. What we have here is on loan. It's going to expire. You know, don't put all your faith and trust in what we have here because all this is going to disappear. All this is going to go by the wayside. All this is just temporary. But we have something greater than the temporary. We have the eternal. We have the eternal word of God that will never fade away. And if that word is in us, we will never fade away. Are you hear what I'm saying today? So don't allow pride. Uh, some people say, oh, I don't need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm good. No, no, no. That, that could be coming from a pr- place of pride. No, we need everything that God wants to give us. You know, some people say, I, I believe in doctors. I th- that's the way God heals. Uh, you know, and they might believe that, that, that God doesn't heal supernaturally. When they get really sick and the doctor can't help them, they might want to believe that God can help them supernaturally. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So you, you might want to believe that. Amen. In other words, don't get in pride because your denomination teaches that Jesus doesn't heal anymore. No, no. Go, you need to step aside from the denomination that you were brought up in and read the Bible <laughs> and read the word of God. Amen. Number three reason why people have a difficult time receiving from God is shame. Shame or, you know, the enemy will keep you in a place 
where, where he will keep you looking at your missus, keep you looking at the things that you haven't done right in your life. And the devil will try to keep shame in your life. Amen. And we got to understand this, that Jesus, you know, he, he, you know, was stripped naked. He went on the cross and he took our shame on the cross. Jesus took our shameful sin and he was bare. He was laid bare open in front of the world and he took our shame. So we don't have to walk in any shame. In other words, we can walk in uh, the, 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 the blessing of no condemnation. In other words, yes, we may have missed it. We may have lived our life not too good, but we can walk in the blessing of no condemnation, a gift from God. In other words, we don't need to be focused so much on our misses. We need to be, the Bible says, focus on every good thing that God has put in you, not every bad thing that you do. And so, so when we focus on the good things that God has downloaded us in us, then we will walk in his blessings. We won't have that shame keeping us from receiving what God has for us. Some people may sin and say, well, I deserve what I'm getting. Listen, yes, in a sense, you deserve it. We all deserve hell, but thank God for the heavenly gift of Jesus. It's not because we're so good and we were able to measure ourselves up and do all the right things. No, it's because we believed and we receive. We got to learn to be great receivers. I love this. And I'm finishing my message in Mark 10, 14 through 16. This is this is interesting because Jesus is ministering and the little children are trying to come to him. And some of the disciples says, no, no, keep the children away from 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 Jesus. You know, children should be seen and not heard. Anybody ever heard that before? And uh, and sometimes we, we push the children away. But Jesus, you know, he, he didn't like the, that attitude about children. And he said, but when Jesus saw saw it, he was greatly displeased. Uh, and said to them, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them for of such is the kingdom of God. Uh, surely I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms. He laid his hands on them and he blessed the children. Isn't that beautiful? And what Jesus was saying is Jesus said, we need to get back. To, to like a childlike faith. We, in our faith walk, because sometimes life happens to us, we have a tendency to allow doubt and unbelief, fear and pride to come in. But we need to change that. We need, we need to wake up every day with an expectancy that God can rock our world in a good way. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, listen, some of you, how many people believed in Santa Claus? Let me get a raise hand. Anybody grew up believing in Santa Claus? We've got two people. <laughs> Hallelujah. I believed in Santa Claus, man. I could barely even sleep on, on, on Christmas Eve. And I'd wake up and it was like, whoo, glory to God. Santa Claus came through another year. You know what I'm talking about? And, and I'm telling you, I, I've always, I had an expectancy and it was magical. And God wants our life to feel magical. He wants our life to be in an expectant 
tone every time we wake up. We need, maybe you're battling something, but every time you go to bed and you say, okay, Lord, I may not be feeling as great today, but tomorrow when I get up, it's going to be better. In other words, we need to start believing, you know, that we're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living when all hell is still breaking forth around us. We got to believe that there's still some goodness that's going to come into our life no matter what it looks like. Are you listening to what I say? We got to get the doubt and unbelief out. Glory to God. So, so the children, when they came to Jesus, they had a desire to, for Jesus. You got to have a desire for God's goodness to be in your life. Number two, you must believe that God wants to do something good for you. And number three, you must receive it by faith. Did you receive it today? Amen. Do you have your receptors on today? Do you have your believers working today? Are you, are you expecting God to do something? And he is doing it no matter what it looks like. So just keep believing God, keep receiving his promises, and you'll walk in that abundant life that Jesus died and paid for. You believe that today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that you're good and that you're merciful and that you're loving and that you're kind. And I thank you, Father God, we're not giving up on you. We're not giving up on your word. We're not giving up on prayer and praise. No, Father God, we're going to press in. And keep pushing in until we see your glory in our lives. And Father, I thank you for the precious people here. And I thank you for those that are watching. And right now, maybe, maybe you don't know where you stand with God. You, you, you don't have an assurance of heaven being your home. Well, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. You can receive that heavenly gift. And all you have to do is to receive it is to believe that Jesus went to the cross to pay for all your misses, to pay for your sin so that you can have access to the Father God. So if you're ready to receive this heavenly gift today, just say this out loud and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org. 